0: Hi, I'm David Kelly. I'm president and CEO of Chicana Copper. Chicana is pursuing an advanced uh, discovery of copper, gold, silver mineralization in Peru in our Soledad project. The project is exceptional in the aspect of its grade. Uh, we have a, a small initial resource that's at about 1.8% copper equivalent. It has very high precious metals going with the copper. Uh, But the the big upside story here is the footprint of the system is enormous. We attracted Goldfields back in 2019 uh, as a strategic investor. They've invested $12 million since the start. And they're only there because they see the uh, enormous upside potential of this large mineral system. And we're about to embark on a uh, new drill campaign on the south side. We just received a permit after working on that. For over two and a half years, and we're very excited about the quality of the targets, or some of the best we've ever defined on the project, and that will be part of our next initial uh, drill campaign on the south side.
1: Well, that's, that's the new news, David. Um, the final approval to drill uh, Mega Golden uh, La Jolla and uh, other targets finally through. It what a painful period of time that has been. So what's what's made the difference? Was it just that's how long things take, or is it the the kind of new attitude by the uh, Peruvian government?
0: Well, it was, it's a little of both, really. I mean, that's always been my gripe about Peru is it's a very bureaucratic uh, process. They have a really good mining law, excellent environmental law that regulates mining, but the process that you go through, to advance project is very cumbersome, but the, the new administration is making a big difference. Uh, they're very pro mining. They see a lot of foreign investment sitting on the sidelines. A lot of people backed off of Peru, but that money's coming back into Peru. There's a number of projects that have gotten funding Recently, a number of uh, permit approvals that have happened. So I think things are headed in the right direction.
1: Right. But that weight has done a lot of damage. It's done a lot of damage at a really quite difficult time in the market for most equities, um, spe- yeah. especially mining um, and especially mining in, in South America. You know, If, if I look at your, your company now compared to where it was two and a half years ago, it's, it's much smaller, not many people looking in, and and quite frankly, you know, um, I'm surprised Goldfields are still here. I mean, what what do they see in this?
0: Well, you're right. I mean, it's been very frustrating to see what's happening. These delays have impacts, you know. People don't like to invest money and know that they have to wait, you know, a year or two or three for a permit to happen. But, you know, Goldfields is the seventh largest gold producer in the world. They certainly understand the industry and they're there for a reason. You know, they wouldn't have just come in and 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 thrown money at something that they didn't think could be uh tier one for them. And that that's what they're looking for. So it really comes back to geology. We we you know did the initial exploration, we defined this huge gold anomaly on the south side of the project back in 2019. And when they saw that, their first question is, what is that? You know, and we said, we don't know what it is yet. It's one of the biggest gold anomalies I've ever seen in my career, and I've seen lots of them. And uh, so we started doing the work. You know, we did the mapping. Uh, we did geophysics. We did more geophysics. And this thing keeps holding up uh, a- as-, as one of the, the central uh, heat engine sources to these terminal breccia pipes. We always knew that the terminal breccia pipes were related to an intrusion at depth. There was always speculation that it's a mineralized porphyry. Uh, but it was a question of where is it and how deep is it? Well, by moving down to, so we're sitting in a valley like this, and this target sits down in the middle, uh, right on the edge of the valley on the south side. And that valley is defined by a major structure. We know that now. And so Goldfields is there because they see the potential for this next round of drilling to test this large bulk tonnage type of target. Sure, we have the high-grade breccia pipes. We have lots more of those to drill. Those are gonna be a fabulous resource uh, to advance as a project on its own. But we also have the footprint uh, in the scalability for this project to take off and go tier one with this target, not just the mega gold target, but also the high sulfidation target that we have that sits and is related to this intrusive environment. So we have three different target types of tests in this next round, the porphyry, the high sulfidation system, and more of these high-grade retropipes. pipes,
1: right? But like I said, the, the the market and the timing for the the time it has taken for this permit to come through has destroyed a lot of value for your, for your shareholders for the for the company as a whole. Um, you're going to need to be super super careful, super super efficient with the with the drill um, program, with the drill modeling, and you know what, you, and also prioritizing, right? Because so, you know you talk about three you know three different three different types of targets out there, um, but it's a large line package, and from here to tier one is a long, long road. People like Goldfields are gonna have a view about how you should do that. That's fine, they've got a big balance sheet. But for you guys, you're gonna to need to raise some capital. You're gonna need to be clear about what you get after first. It's gonna be the best stuff first and then work your way down that priority list. So t- tell me about those conversations. Um, is Goldfields involved? What are the board thinking? You know, how do you raise the money and how, how do you spend it?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, Goldfields is very involved. In fact, I just got off a call with them. We, we just finished off the final targeting for the, the mega gold target area. And I, I again, you know, we're all excited about these targets. They fit together so well. Geophysics, alteration, geology, geochemistry, it all just comes together very nicely. Uh, so that's, that's obviously a huge priority for them. It's a priority for us too. We also have the high-grade breccia pipes. I had a comment the other day that, "Oh, you're chasing porphyry now." Well, you know, what about the breccia pipes? What well, we haven't forgot about the breccia pipes—they're there. We're still going to continue to drill them. Uh, in addition, we have uh, historical drilling on this high-sulfidation uh, zone that hit very high grades. So we would be remiss to our shareholders to not uh, to not target those. So the the, the four thousand meter drill plan that we have. Uh, dominantly directed towards a mega gold target because it's such a large target area, right? We really want to understand what's happening within that target area. We have the Estremaduro breccia pipe, one of the biggest breccia footprints we've seen in the geophysics to date, plus one gram gold at surface, copper oxides. We know it's mineralized. It's going to add to the breccia resource uh, advancement with time as, as it gets drilled. And then we have this high sulfidation uh zone that's been drilled in in the past that uh with very very shallow holes so all three of those are part of this four thousand meter drill plan
1: okay okay so four thousand 4, meters it's a good start i mean obviously you know if, if the sim keeps giving up certainly you know you know um copper equivalents of 1.8% you know happy happy days um but let me let me come back to this the the importance of actually signaling to the market and taking some sort of baby steps otherwise you know the money that you raise is going to be super expensive right now so is that four thousand meters in one go? Is that you're going to split that up, um, depending on how much money you raise? I mean, how, how do you plan that?
0: Yeah, I think we would plan, uh, you know, to, to to fully utilize the four thousand meters. I mean, even five thousand meters would be nice to have, right? And that's what that's what Goldfields was commenting on. Based on the quality of the targets we've developed, you know, their view is is more drilling would be even better. Um, so obviously, the amount of money uh, that we have to deploy for the drill program will dictate how much we could drill. Uh, the, the financing, there's a number of different options. You know, Duck Silver, our chairman, and I are working with a number of different groups. We have advanced uh, conversations going on. You don't have to do a dilutive equity financing in, 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 uh, to, to raise money for a project like this. We have a number of different options. Goldfields has always been there every time we've asked them uh, to, to support a financing. There's different ways we can utilize capital from, uh, from Goldfields. The royalty companies are interested Again, now that we have the permit, the phone started ringing when we got the permit. Matt, that's that's basically what happened. People had been waiting. They love the targets, but the question was always, when are you going to be able to drill this? You know, is it going to be a few months or is it going to be a year? Another year? We have it in hand now. We can break ground uh, tomorrow, and so there's lots of interest. We will solve uh, this financing to the best. Uh, end result to our shareholders, and then we'll be off to drilling some of the some of the most exciting targets I've ever seen in my career.
1: Well, this that, interesting to me because um, if, I mean, have you get, look? Goldfields are sitting at you know just under eighteen percent um, ownership of the company, so they're 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 in it big. I mean, obviously they've been dilating down, which is to, to some degree, which has made it things easier for you in terms of liquidity. Um, but they're still interested in, in, in staying in, is what well. I'm hearing from you. But, giving away some of the, the future upside of the companies perhaps i guess the 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 pain you'll have to bear given what the market's done you know um to companies like yours um I like say across the board um royalty companies streaming companies alternative financing companies they're they're, they're kind of tricky tricky to deal with so um, i appreciate you're going to be quite cautious about the sorts of deals that you do non-dilutive is one component but giving away all of the upside in the future is, is another. So getting that balance right is really, really important. Are there What are the kind of types of conversations that you think you may be able to engage in just to be able to kind of understand the optionality available to you so you don't kind of dilute the company?
0: Yeah, and I, I guess, you know, the one thing that's important to remind uh, your viewers is that uh, the, the board is is exceptionally strong. I mean, if it was just me, Dave Kelly, he's a geologist, you know, uh, responsible for all this. Um, Yeah, there would be reason for concern. But Doug Silver, you know, is our chairman. Doug uh, was just inducted into the Canadian Mining Hall of Fame. He's a U.S. citizen. He was previously inducted into the U.S. Mining Hall of Fame. There's only three people ever that's been inducted into both uh, National uh, Hall of Fames like that. And Doug's done over 300 deals. Um, You know, he, he, he ran uh Orion uh mining investment fund uh to be the biggest fund in the world uh at the time when he left so uh he has tremendous uh, uh capabilities uh in the in the financial markets John Black is the CEO of uh, Regulus and Aldebaran so we have some serious experience and regimen on our on our board and I rely on them uh, uh tremendously and so uh we're going to solve this you know there's there's royalty streaming uh part equity uh joint ventures you know there's some very attractive joint venture type of uh deals that still preserve a lot of upside for for uh for companies you know and and we haven't gone there yet because again we we prefer the model where um you know the 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 shareholders own the company um but you know if you've got a tier 1 discovery um that's emerging in and we fully believe that this can be a tier one discovery. Then, you know, having having a a, a big chunk of that um, is is an attractive option too. So we'll solve this problem. We'll be drilling soon, and and I can't wait to get back on the show with you and tell you what some of the drillings look line
1: Well, yeah, and I'd be keen to definitely have that conversation. But, um, okay, we, I think we've kind of referenced the fact that Peru seems to be opening up and making itself a bit more attractive to you know foreign direct investment. Um, good park that up for, for now the the other kind of variable which we was we, we look to is obviously copper price is pretty strong it's about 375 at the moment i, I can't believe it's more um but, but 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 there we go um but it's not being reflected in equity prices people aren't sort of you know they aren't out there backing the theory you know backing the kind of whether it be a copper price driven by EV thematic or copper price driven by infrastructure development copper price driven by the fact that um, there's not a lot of new production coming uh, on online for, for copper. I mean, what's your kind of reading of the market? And, you know, do you have hope for the future?
0: Well, I certainly do. I mean, you know, the the one thing you can say about a time like this is there's a lot of money parked on the side, right? People have pulled their money out of the market. Uh, It's sitting there, it's they're ready to reinvest but they're waiting right they're waiting for the right time there's a lot of fear still in in a global recession and 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 you know what uh what's going to happen there but uh, there's a lot of money out there um the the markets will change they always do that's the one thing we know for sure is that the markets are cyclical uh i'm kind of perplexed that copper is not higher than it is right now uh but all i can say is is every Every month that goes by, and copper still sitting at three seventy five is putting greater demand for uh, for copper in the future. And uh, investment in in exploration is absolutely essential to solving the copper supply decades from now. And we're sitting on an emerging discovery that's going to get bigger. Um, so I, I, I'm patient. You know, you can just look at me and know that I've been in this. I've uh, been doing this a long time. And uh, it, it's going to turn. It's, it's going to turn and, and we're going to see it. And, and those people that are coming in and buying the stock at five and six, per, six cents right now, Canadian, are going to benefit from that because um, already the, the, the 7 million tons of high grade that we've already defined, and that's just an initial inferred resource, uh, Matt. You know, one of the dangers of putting out a, an early resource on a project is people go, oh, yeah, it's too small you know we need something bigger well this is going to get a lot bigger right the breccia pipes are open at depth we have numerous additional outcropping breccias that we haven't drilled yet and we're we're not abandoning that strategy we're adding to that strategy the 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 porphyry target that we have is exceptional it's one of the best i've ever seen in my career I would be remiss to not not drill that. I mean, I just got to the phone with bullfills and let's say they said that has to be drilled, right? There's no way you could walk away from something like that. So, we're in a, what we say a target rich environment to 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 use some buzzwords there, but uh it, it's it's going to bear fruit. I know it is. Uh the resource will get bigger on the high grade breccia part of the story, uh and then we've got this this enormous upside. So, I think the downside uh, to investing in Chicago right now is very minimal. And I think the upside is huge.